Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their $5,000 a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just, uh, they just made it so it's uh, a little bit easier to make some money. Yeah. I mean, they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays. It's pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it, uh, they're offering credit card processing for 1.99% or 10 cents a, a swipe, but... And what's cool about that is that they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah. You know? So they're going to give it to you free and then only charge you 1.99% with... Uh, 10 cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. Um, and also what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the, uh, you know, the, the, the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's can't it. get easier than that either. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your uh, all your papers right through there, right? Yeah, all your inventory and everything. It, you know, all major credit cards are accepted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called, the rock stars. The rock stars. So you still have the love, same. Love the rock stars. The rock stars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. And so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so I mean, literally getting paid just got a little bit better. Yeah. And then for uh, more information, just visit schedulicitycares.com to find out uh, more information on getting paid. Schedulicity cares. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. And of course, sit with my best bud, Tone. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Uh, so awesome. Pretty excited about, uh, about today. And, uh, you know, being, uh, like uh, the, the beginning of the year and we have a beginning of the year goals. I think that we can, um, we can, uh, I think it's a, just a valuable conversation for 2020. Oh, a hundred percent. And she's going to be able to kind of give us a lot of insight and help and, and advice and, and areas to grow. Um, uh, you know, if you're in, looking to, to brand yourself or to, you know, looking for design work. I mean, I'm uh, pretty excited about it. I am too. And, 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 and um, 2020, one of our goals is to have a website up and to, and to work on our branding. So, you know, this is like a perfect guest for us moving into uh, 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, that's one of our goals, but we were talking about it, you know, our goals and then somehow she just popped up on the radar it's crazy right so um so today our our, our guest is uh haley davis and um haley's going to tell us all about what she does and who she and 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 the name of her company and all that good stuff however um i was actually on that day we were talking about our our goals and stuff for 2020 and the website and then uh jess d you know our friend jess d up in up in philadelphia right always repping philly um jess d uh she uh, she actually um you know, posted about her and said that she was doing her branding. So, you know, I was like, because it was top of mind, I just reached out to her. And I was like, let's talk to her about, uh, about web design and, and branding and more specifically in the hair industry. Right. Cool. 
Awesome, man. Should we do it? Let's do it. And oh, also, we just learned too that she's actually friendly with um with with some of our uh, other friends, and I'm sure we'll get into that as well. <laughs> Should we do it? So, Miss Haley Davis, welcome to your day off. Thank you, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're we're excited to have you because uh, you know we're going to be like probably drilling you because we need so much help in the in these areas <laughs> ourselves. So yeah, yeah I'm no used doubt. to it. I mean, we're just, I'm used to it. We're just a bunch of old white dudes. So, you know, if you can help us out with, uh, with technically challenge as well. So, yeah, totally technically challenge. Y'all got this. Don't worry. <laughs> so, Haley, where are you from? So, I am from Alexandria, Louisiana. And um, it's a little tiny town directly in the middle of Louisiana. And uh, you're probably going to catch on the accents. I, I get that quite frequently. Um, I opened my business in San Antonio, Texas. So I know there's a quite of a difference. My clients were like, wait, you're not in San Antonio. Um, I was there for a short amount of time, opened my business, was surrounded by a lot of hairstylists, huge hair industry. I was actually there when the, uh, behind the chair, I guess, conference was there. And so that was super cool to get to meet a lot of people from Instagram, but now I'm back in the South. Whoop, whoop. So, um, Woo woo daiquiris. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, I'm in Louisiana. Oh, awesome. So are you, are you a hairstylist? I, oh, funny question. I am not a hairstylist. This was a complete accident. This was never planned. Not a stylist. I get that quite frequently as well. Um, I just work for the hair industry. I serve the hair industry. I have always told myself if I ever got the time, time is, you know, not, not a, a huge resource around here. Um, if I ever had the time though, I would go, not sure if I would actually become a hairdresser or actually do it full time, but I think it'd be fun to learn. I don't know. That's just me. Who knows? <laughs> that's, that's the girl in you. Right. <laughs> and we totally get that. So, uh, well, my first question is how in the world, I mean, you breezed it, but how in the world did you find the hair industry? There's gotta be a story. So I actually started my branding and web design business. I was pretty much marketing towards any female creative entrepreneur. And I had the most random selection of clients. I had like a wedding planner and then an event planner and then um, a cake baker. And it was just like my work was all over the place and I wasn't really feeling inspired from it. And, you know, as you said, me being the girl that I am, I have always been attracted to the beauty industry. So I remember telling myself on one day I was like, I think I'm going to niche down to the beauty industry. And I was like, that's kind of scary, but you know, let's do it. So I was, you know, marketing towards the beauty industry. And my first client in the beauty industry was a hairstylist from my tiny little town in Louisiana. And I, when I did her work, I was so inspired. I was felt so creative. I was so nosy about what was going on. Mm -hmm. And from that one client, I was completely like mesmerized. And I remember after her project, I was like, I'm going to do this just for the hair industry alone. Like that's it. That's the only people I'm going to serve. And it, I will tell you, it was the most nerve wracking move I've ever made in my entire life. But now here I am two years later and that's it's worked out for me so I can't really complain so I never planned this it was a total accident I love every second of it the hair industry keeps me on my toes for sure so um it's it's been fun I love it and I don't think I would probably serve anyone else yeah so you found your peeps you know I 
<laughs> we, it, it did that to us we, you know we, we went checked it out we went to hair school and then you know next thing you know we're hairdressers because it just, just when you find it i mean the, the industry is so wonderful and it's so it you know what i mean once you get once you get caught up in it you, yep. you know, it's you you can't leave it I know a lot of people are, you know, you watch the transition from hairstylists becoming educators. I'm like an educator trying to become a stylist. And I was like, Haley, just pick one career and that's it. Just one. <laughs> Don't try to become your clients. Okay, I'm not. Hey, they're, they're probably freaking out now that I said that. No, no, no. They're fine. They're fine. Hey, so, uh, so give us the elevator pitch. What does Haley do and how do you help the industry? So Haley Davis Branding and Design is a design studio created for hairstylists that want to go from behind the chair to in front of the industry. So I kind of take the design and strategy needed to place kind of like your vision that you have for your business. And I mean, graphic design and web design does not come, you know, front to everybody. So take your ideas, take your vision, take your dream and literally bring it to life. That way you can scale, um, grow your business and do all the things that you actually need to do and stay in your zone of genius instead of, you know, like I said earlier, time is not a big resource to any of us. So instead of, I don't want to say wasting your time, but using your time in a way that's not, let me just say financially beneficial for you, you could be doing something else. I would rather take the strategy myself and do it for you. That way you come out on top. That was a long love. answer. No, no, I no, 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 no. That, that's great. But yeah. I, I, I love, and I'm, and I'm going to put it in quotations. I love the one thing that you said, and that's your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, what's Haley's let, let Haley take that her, her zone of genius and, and for it to benefit you. Too many of us try to try to take on not our zone of genius. Stop looking at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw and, those eyes. Uh, <laughs> Haley. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's true because and then it's, we slow ourselves down. We try to figure yep. something else out. So we lose focus. We lose a lot of energy and, you know, it makes so much sense. I think one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing right now is, you know, making the hairstylist an entrepreneur. And that means wearing all the hats and Lord have mercy. Every time I see this on Instagram, it's like, you have to wear all the hats. I'm like, girl, please. you like, you do not have to wear all the hats. It's literally not, like I said, your zone of genius. And I think one of the things that's not being taught in the hair industry on the business side is how to scale your business, giving that area that you're not so comfortable in, giving it to someone else so you can make extra money on the side. I understand that you have to pay someone, you know, to do that service, whatever it may cost, but in the time that that's getting done, you're still making more money. So um, it, it's a, it's a hard decision to make, obviously, because like money's not growing on trees technically. And so, um, you know, just learning to scale your business that way you can stay in your zone of genius. Love it. So what, um, when you, uh, when you first open up a relationship with, uh, with, with a hairstylist client, what, um, what are the, what are the challenges that, 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 that you're running into as far as, um, what they need or, or, or how can you help them kind of, uh, you know, get started? So I think one of the biggest challenges right now is uh, what 
obviously had to say budget because everyone, I mean, no one literally wants to spend their money on something that they think they can do DIY. I get that. But I think kind of before that is imposter syndrome. So what I'm getting a lot is, oh, well, you know, I'm not big enough for a website yet, or you know, I'm not big enough. I don't need my own branding or, you know, I don't, I don't think really anyone would come to my website or I don't think it'd be beneficial for me to have a website right now. Who's going to view it. So I think that's my biggest thing right now is like, who, who's to say you're not big enough? Like who, who the hell made that up? I don't know. That, that is literally the, the bogus answer I've ever heard in my life. So kind of get, getting them over that hurdle of thinking they're either not big enough or good enough or at that stage. And I will tell you, that's a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. So what's your advice to them? I mean, um, you know, if, 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 if they're feeling, you know, like you said, the imposter syndrome, what, what's your, you know, what, what's the psychology or what's your, what's your advice to them to be, to, to you know, just get started? I so guess. my personal advice, and y'all are going to hate this answer. My personal advice is like, fuck it. Like, who cares? You do what you want to do. Like, this is your business. If you want a website, you make a website. Um, then my professional end of that answer would be, it does so much work for you. So if you are doing like, let's just say consultations over the phone or consultations via email, um, put that, create a consultation form and put it on your website and let the work like set up an automated system of email sequences and let that, let your website do that work for you. Um, if you are trying to grow your email list, well, I mean, you're obviously going to need a website to do that. If you are um, having your clients contact you for policies or what your pricing is, if you put all of that information where you're kind of, a lot of people or a lot of stylists are thinking that they need their clients to reach out to them to get this information. And some of it I, I know is private, but if you just put that all in one place and send them to one link and they can get all that information and the only next step they have to do is book you, then that takes all the work out for you. Um, so I guess that would be my professional answer was that it, it helps you scale in a sense where you don't have to do so much work. So do you help them kind of create the, the, their image or, you know what I mean? Cause great. I want to, I want to, I want a website, but what does it look like? I mean, what does my, my brand look like? What is, you know what I mean? The, the image that I'm trying to, do you help Absolutely. talk them through that? Yes. So before every project, whether you're doing branding, whether you're doing uh, web design, or if you're doing both, there's a strategy session before each one of those. And so each service requires obviously a different type of strategy session, but we go through all of that, whether it's your messaging, who's your ideal client, what are your goals that you're trying to achieve that way, you know, you're not branding for just in the next six months, you're branding for the next five to 10 years. Um, you know, things like that. And as far as the visual side, we sit down. I think the biggest misconception with the visual side is, you know, it's your business. So you want it to represent who you are, but that's kind of not where the money is. And I talk about money, but let's just all get over it. We're all trying to make money. Um, uh, where the money is, is branding your visuals to attract your ideal client. You're not trying to attract yourself. You're trying to attract clients. So um, we sit down and kind of figure out what is your ideal client, your target market, what are they attracted to? And then we take the visuals and I strategize how that's going to um, get, attract that ideal client and get them to take the next step, learn more, grow further with that relationship or even reach out. Love, love, love. So 
All right, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. So go ahead. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, aside from like, 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 give us something. Like, give us, give us something that 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 you can do either via branding or via whatever right now that would be beneficial to um, to anybody listening. So I would say uh, the biggest thing is a lot of people, and I actually saw an Instagram post about this not too long ago. Was I don't care who my ideal client is, as long as you you know, don't cancel on me or you don't know show, then you're my ideal client. But if you kind of look at it financially in the long run, that is literally not where the money is. So a lot of people think branding is just, you know, a cute little color palette and a nice little font and you're good to go. It's so much further than that. It's, you know, how you're saying what you're saying to your clients. It's um, what you're wanting to get across to them. What kind of ambiance atmosphere are you trying to attract? Um, and all of that goes down to that core foundation of who your ideal client, target market, whatever term you want to use, who is that? And if they, if you don't know who that is, then there's no sense in going into, you know, branding your business. And I know you're like, oh, Haley, like, how am I supposed to figure that out? You know, when you book a branding session, you automatically get that as a service. But there's so much education out there about your ideal client. So I would say anyone going into a branding or web design service, you've got to know who that person is how to talk to them, how do they react, how do they engage, and you're golden from there. I don't know if that if I answered your question correctly. Well, I mean, just I, I'm just going to reiterate what you said, I think. You know, I want you to correct okay. me where I'm wrong. But so if I were to set up a uh, – I'm a hairstylist. I'm working behind the chair. And if I were to set yes. up a, 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 a consult with you or, you know, that opening conversation, if I came in with knowing who my ideal client was, am I 10 steps ahead at that point? Yes, actually you are. So not that I don't help. So if you already know who your ideal client is, I'll kind of like take your strategy and make you dig a little bit deeper because a mm -hmm. lot of people are just like, oh, well, she's blonde or, oh, my ideal client is platinum blonde or, you know, long extensions or whatever it is, but we go a little bit further. But if you don't know who that is, that's perfectly fine. There's obviously education for that um, and strategy. So I would, yes, you're right. <laughs> you so would do you be help, two steps ahead. So do you help? Like you said, uh, it's much more than that. So do you help me kind of like write it out so it 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 sounds professional or because if I write it out, it sounds a little like kind of like second grader. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> so do, you, do you help with with all that? So I will say I'm not a copywriter, but I help out as much as possible. So a lot about branding is also kind of taking your words and making it into literally so minimal that it's ridiculous. So what I mean by that is like on your homepage, you shouldn't homepage of your website, you shouldn't have any more than 15 to 20 sentences. So a lot of people think, you know, your brand messaging has to be something completely like complicated and over overwhelming or, you know, overthought. And it's trying to simplify it as much as possible. So your clients understand what you're saying and what you want them to do. So yes, I help out in a sense, but if you're, if you're like, I need super, super professional help with my wording um, and copy. I would definitely look into a copywriter. Um, that's definitely a different service, but I help out as much as I can. Um, I kind of nerd out over copy. So, or, you know, the text on your website. So um, yeah. Gotcha. So if I were to give you like a bunch of like copy and be like, okay, this is everything we want to talk about. You can be like, slow down, man, slow down. Listen, <laughs> it'll be just I, do, I do try to take my clients and like, when they submit something, I'm like, all right, let's cut that in half. And then I make them cut it in half again. I'm like, all right, then I'll pick out the most important sentences that I think are going to attract their ideal client the most. Because the last thing you want to do is 
have someone open up your website and you're like writing a, a novel and they're not going to read that. They're not going to take the next step. So um, you're pretty much giving them enough information to want to take the next step and then which is pretty much contact you to get into your chair. That's genius, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> but, but you know, she would, she would send me back my words and I would be like, I, I can't, it better be, in, you know, longer. <laughs> like, oh, she'll send me mine. It's like, I don't speak that language. I, I'm sorry. I can't understand. I need a translator. <laughs> um, what does that mean? <laughs> That's completely a true story. <laughs> you you might want a copywriter then. I'll hook you up with some. <laughs> and, and that being and that being said, I mean, all jokes aside, there's there's people like you know in copy or whatever else that you uh, that you that you work with. What are they like? There subcontractors. Are, she has like subcontractors. Yes, yes. So um, if I, which a lot of people are like, oh, I'm horrible writers. Like, oh, I can't do this. No, I mean, a lot of them are completely fine. I think a lot of people overthink once they start typing, they start overthinking. But if you want something super, super professional, yes, I do subcontract um, copywriters out. But that's very far and few in between. um, Because a lot of people, especially in the hair industry, your clients, uh, bringing in some consumer psychology, your clients want a actual human relationship. So kind of like once I've noticed in the hair industry, once the copy starts getting too professional, kind of those potential clients kind of back out a tad, you know, especially being kind of a female, don't roast me for saying this, a female dominated industry and pretty much the consumers being female, they want that relationship. They want kind of the connection. They want, you know, that next step of, can I trust her and talking to them like you would on your website, I always tell my clients, talk to them as you would once they're in your chair. And so that kind of creates more of a kind of gal pal language mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, so that would be my take on it was to just talk to them as you would, you know, when you have them in your chair. And then if you feel you need a copywriter, then I subcontract one out. So are you, you're saying, you're saying like make your verbiage like more, um, more conversational? More relational, yes, especially if you are a stylist that's kind of serving, I would say probably 85 to 90% females, they want to know kind of, can I trust her? Can I connect with her? Because, you know, you're in the salon, like probably, I don't know, one and a half to three hours. I don't know what the average time is. Don't quote me. Uh But you're there for a while. So if a female cannot connect with their hairstylist, that's they're going to kind of retract a little or they're going to like feel awkward or maybe it may not be their best appointment. But if you can get that vibe and that language and that kind of ambiance to them through your website, you pretty much have them sold. Mm. So smart, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Then then my clients are going, yeah, so I can just throw up my, 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 Gang signs? Yeah. And, and then they're going to, they're going to get it. They'll love it. A, yeah. No, I'm, I'm being serious. A good, a very good example would be Jess D. If you go on her website and you read, if, if you literally read her website, I can hear her talking to me. That's oh, how completely. on point she was with her copy. And so if that would be a great example. If you're confused of like how to talk to your clients, she is literally the prime example. She's got what, a down point. Is it JessD.com? I think it's justdhair.com. Okay. Awesome. She, I, um, I mean, she's such a great writer anyways. And you, even if you read her like Instagram posts and stuff like that, it is her, you know, she, yeah. she, 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 she writes as she speaks, you know, yeah. and, 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 and it's funny because as you read it, 
you read it with her pauses, you read it with her kind of her, her thing and her timing is I, just impeccable. I read it in in her accent. I can hear her saying stuff. She was she was one of the clients. I didn't I honestly didn't even touch a word on her website. She was she was golden on everything. But then again, if you're on Instagram stories or if you're in her salon or if you're reading an Instagram caption, it's literally the same tone of voice for her brand. And that's what I mean by that. If you're kind or of if you listen, your- or if you listen to her on the hair industry podcast. Or if you listen to her on the hair industry podcast, yes. So <laughs> that's what I mean by that. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, just to give an example, like you were talking about, um, you know, you don't want it to sound too professional, you know, you want it to sound like your voice. Like, it's funny, if you listen back to like the first five podcasts or so that Tony and I did, you know, we, we tried to come across as broadcasters, you know, and like, and, and we wanted to sound real professional. And it wasn't until about the fifth podcast where we we're like, Listen, we we annihilate the English language daily. We, <laughs> we, 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 we speak in slang. We speak with whatever. And, and people aren't tuning in to hear professional broadcasters. They're tuning in to hear, not necessarily us, but what we have to give. But nobody cares is what I'm saying. And, and as a matter of yes. fact, if we sounded too professional, I think that we, um, I don't think we come across. And, yeah. and it's, it's disingenuous on our part, too. Yeah, you're not authentic, right? You're yeah, not real. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's if what you, it comes back to, right? Yeah. If you're, especially if you're doing a personal brand, like if you're an independent stylist and you're trying to brand yourself, you are the face of your brand. Don't, I always tell my clients, when you get that welcome, I mean, that uh, website content guide that I give them a guide to help them write out specifically what goes on each page, do not turn into some robot. Be yourself. And I always tell my clients, step away from the computer, record yourself on your phone, what you're trying to verbalize, because half the time, if you can just open your mouth and have like raw words, it comes out a lot easier than you behind the screen and you're like freaking out and you're trying to make it so perfect, so professional. And like you said, be authentic, be real. That's, that's what your clients are wanting. They're not wanting one person on the website and then they come in it's someone completely different. That's great advice. Step away from the computer, record yourself and hear yourself in the raw. Yeah, Lovely. that's that's what I do for my Instagram captions. <laughs> Sometimes I get yeah, I get too nervous, so I'm like, Haley, just step away from the computer. Like instead of making this like a you know Harry Potter novel, just make it a cute little five second snippet and roll on. Dude, that is just that's the that, that's the mind blow of this of this podcast. Yeah, that's genius. Matter of fact, step away from the computer might be the name of this, although. We can't do that because it's about web design. So we can't just step away from the computer. Um, I wouldn't make any money and I would be out of business. <laughs> this was a great promotional. Dude, that was, no, that's just how to go out of business. <laughs> that's really great advice, though. I love that. Yeah. It's like this huge light bulb went off when she was saying, I was like, that's, that's brilliant. That is so it's, brilliant. It's so much pressure when you're trying to market yourself and especially if you're literally trying to do it yourself and you have no help, it's so hard. And I'm like, take, take the pressure out of it. Take the, I guess the stigma of having to be so perfect just because you have a website. Who cares? It's yours. It's your online salon is pretty much what I'm saying. Like I, I know you're not getting your hair done there, but that, that is your online space. Make sure it matches the vibe and the ambiance and the tone of voice that you have in your salon. So do you help make everything automated for them? Yes. It's so fun. That's where I nerd out. I mean, yes, it's so fun. <laughs> that would make it a lot easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit about that. So uh, a lot of people, the biggest thing right now is growing an email list. So a lot of people, you know, okay, great. I have my email, you know, 
email addresses, what I'll do with them now. So what I do is I go on the back end of their website. And if this is, you know, one of their goals that they have, I don't do it for everyone if they're not interested. But um, if they are looking to grow the email list, what I'll do is take those, have that email list set up to where when one person signs up, it automatically sends them an email, like a welcome email or thank you for signing up, whatever. And I always make my clients have a call to action. That way they're still engaging that, that person. And so whatever that call to action is, is also another automated email. So it just kind of, obviously you don't want to go overboard with it because then you're just annoying people, but it gets them to engage a little bit further once they're off your website and you can still kind of keep them on the hook. I love that. So, um, nice. you, you said, you said annoyed. Is there a formula to where how many times you, 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 I don't want to say should or could reach out, not could, but um, how many times you should or should not reach out to your, um, to your guests before it becomes annoying? So what I kind of do, this is just my personal, I guess, um, practice of reaching out to people that I don't want to say ghost me, but let's just be honest. <laughs> Some people it happens. So I give um, anywhere, if someone submits a um, inquiry on my website, it sends them an automatic um, email with my service guide. If they don't reach out within seven days, I send a reminder like, hi, I noticed that you downloaded my whatever it is. Um, just wanted to let you know that I wanted to reach out, um, see if you needed any help, if you had any further questions. Um, from there, it's just a reminder saying, hey, you got the email. If, if you forgot to look at it, here it is again. Um, after that, I will go back in a week after that. And this is pretty much my last email. Hi, um, wanted to reach out one last time. Um, it's okay if you don't need me at the point or at this point, but, um, for future references, I'm here to support you, yada, yada, yada. So, um, I reach out two to three times and then pretty much after that, I kind of get the hint as there are either something's, you know, not meeting their, um, where they are right now in their lifetime. So whether that's budget or time or whatever it may be. So um, a lot of people can say that you can reach out before them, but I, I'm kind of weird on giving people space. So not everyone, especially my uh, clients, they're not, they're what off on Sunday and Monday. So I know everyone's not looking at their email if they open it. But if they are, how do you help them uh, with their call of action or, or how, you know, how do you help them? Okay. So if they do have the time, the money, whatever it is, my next step would to, you know, there's obviously some sort of hesitation. If they didn't take my first, I don't want to say clickbait. If they didn't take my first <laughs> clickbait, there's sort of some kind of hesitation. So my next thing is to take the scary email automation away and bring in some personality. So that's where I request for them to get on the phone. So kind of set up a consultation call to figure out what necessarily are they looking for? Because I know my lingo is not everyone's lingo. Not everyone knows web design and branding like I do. So get them on the phone, see what kind of miscommunication, what are their hesitations, what are their pain points or struggles, and how can I combat those? Um, also trying to meet them where they are at their point in life. So if right. you have a but, client. But as a hairdresser, okay, so, okay, great. All right, so you got me now. So now, but how do I automate it? as a hairdresser, you know what I mean? Like, how do I automate, I guess, a newsletter or, I mean, I, do I automate a consultation or, you know, hey, thank you for coming in? I mean, does all that connect together? Literally anything, any type of form that you put on your website can be automated. So I would probably first, you're going to have to figure out what your goals are. And this is kind of, um, 
kind of where you have to dig in with your web, I mean, your strategy a little bit. So whether if you're just trying to like grow an email list, then obviously you would grab them first and then set up, you know, your email kind of campaign. So how many times are you going to contact them a month? What are your topics going to be? Things like that. If you're trying to attract them as a client, um, you're going to want them to you know, obviously do the consultation form. And then from there, um, you would have little mini call to actions. That way you can actually get the information that you need. Um, then obviously to get them into the salon. But after you grab that information, I would also stick them in that email list. So they're still hearing from you. Um, I'm trying to think of another call to action that uh, would be on a website. So, so if somebody, so if somebody clicked in and like, you know, clicked on my, and filled out my uh, consultation sheet, but hasn't made the appointment yet, you would keep them in my contact list. So when something goes out, they would still receive it. Yes. So I would set a reminder, um, whatever time frame works best for you and your business, I would set a reminder. And if they haven't reached out by that reminder, I would also contact them, um, give them another, another little chance. You never know. Things may happen. Life gets chaotic. Give them one last chance. And then if they don't reach out after that point, I would probably step away a little bit, but end that conversation, like that last call to action, if they still haven't reached out, I would let them know, like, I'm still here to support you. Um, if life is crazy, I will be here in six months kind of thing. Call me when you need me just to let them know, like, Hey, I understand that you don't need me right now, but please think of me in the future type of deal. Dilio. Keep, you know, keep, keep that open-ended relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, so, um, okay. So I want to get in touch with you. How does a, how, how would a stylist get in touch with you? So my biggest, which was by accident, but my biggest form of contact would be Instagram. Sure. And so my handle is Haley Davis branding and design. Um, my website is Haley Davis branding and design.com. And then my email would be Haley at Haley Davis branding and design.com. But Instagram was kind of where I can kind of, figure out what you're looking for, what you're vibing, kind of how did you get here? What make made you like take this next step? But I really like Instagram because it makes me get a little bit more personal with them. Um, also, if you have clients reaching out, this is a cute little hack, cute little LOL. Sorry, that was girly. Um, instead of kind of reaching out to them with text, if I have a client that's really like showing a lot of interest, I will voice message them back to make it a little bit more personable. Um, it also cuts time on texting back. So that's just cute. I guess it's a little hack. A lot of people like that. So just brings in more of you to your brand. I literally got one of those this morning from, uh, from, uh, uh, a guest, uh, someone that was a guest on the podcast and it's pretty, did weird. you think it was weird? No, I don't think it's weird at all. Actually, okay, I kind of like right. it. I, I feel weird doing it myself, <laughs> uh, which is really weird because we're kind of known for our voices, but it's just kind of weird. Because you're a creepy yeah. white guy. <laughs> That's, <it. laughs> That's completely fair. Um, Great. Um, ignore. Yeah, exactly. Right. That, but the person that did it has a cute little British accent too. So that makes it, that makes it even better. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> not, as cute, not as cute as like a Louisiana, Texas accent, but oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Sound, sound like a redneck, but it's fine. It's, it's all, it's all right. It's fine. Hey, so, uh, so, uh, tell us about, uh, about our mutual friend, uh, Elizabeth Faye. How'd you guys meet? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm actually wearing, um, hair love tribe gear. So that's, that's funny that you asked that. So I reached out to Elizabeth, oh gosh, let's say probably two, almost two years ago. So when I first started doing kind of reaching out to the hair industry, I was like, you know, I was not where I am now in my business, but I was like, I'm going to reach out to Elizabeth Faye 
and ask her to be a guest blog on my, you know, on my blog. And I wanted to know, wanted her to dive into her branding experience. And so funny story, Elizabeth, if you're actually listening to this, you never responded to my email. (laughs) Six months later, she reached out to me with a huge project. She wanted me to do the uh, web design for Hair Love Vibe, which is the apparel brand. And y'all, I about had a heart attack. It was, I mean, I can remember the day like it was yesterday. And ever since then, we've just kept a uh, growing working relationship. Um, We're working on a secret project behind the scenes right now. She is literally a blessing to everybody. I love her. She's, she's so supportive. And um, I loved her story, her podcast on hair history, obviously. And that's where I really kind of connected with her. And here we go with, you know, consumer psychology and connecting. But her knowing her personal story kind of made me want to, you know, get to know her more. Totally get that. And, um, you know, it's funny, and I hope Elizabeth doesn't kill me for this, but you know, what you said is exactly what happened to, to us. I mean, we had a relationship with her, but it was just, it was strictly like, Hey, we do the podcast, you know, like we would call her for advice, you know, when we were getting started, when we kind mm-hmm. of started up and, and, you know, she gave us the time of day, so to speak. But, you know, uh, a couple months ago, we are incredibly, incredibly honored that, um, that we're going to be able to attend hair love retreat this year. Oh my gosh. That with, is so awesome. With her invitation. So, um, we're, 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 we're really, really excited about that. But that, that invitation literally came out of the blue. She just called us and said, Hey, what do you guys think about doing X, Y, um, you know, coming to the hair love retreat. And, um, I, I mean, I can't tell you how, how honored know, we are that we got that invitation. She's crazy. That happens. She called me one time and she's like, Hey, we're flying you out to Utah. I was like, um, happy Tuesday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, I was in my jammies and then now Elizabeth Faye is flying me out to Utah. I mean, she's, like a fairy she just goes around and just blesses everyone's day you know she's she's super great she is amazing that is a great you know what that is an incredible like uh, a a description of her right she's like a fairy blessing everyone's day because that is definitely who she is and she pops up yeah she pops up out of nowhere either so like Mm -hmm. it's a surprise for sure hey elizabeth (laughs) Fay, your new name is uh tinkerbell right (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank y'all. I, I think this is awesome. I think I think we gave a lot, and, and and people know how to find you, which is even better. So once again, as we sign off, real quick, go go through your uh, go through your tags again, and uh, where people can find you. Yeah. So Instagram, um, Haley Davis Branding and Design. Um, my website is www.haleydavisbrandinganddesign.com, and then my email is Haley, and it's spelled H-A-L-E-Y. Um, Haley at haleydavisbrandinganddesign.com. Well, Miss Haley Davis, thank you very much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for giving thank us you, your thank knowledge. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And I, I can't wait to talk to you a, a little bit off air, too. But uh, Haley Davis, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on um, on iTunes. 
Peace and hair grease. <laughs>